0: welcome everybody to another episode of hey mando the mando version you show right here on Murk's movie blog i am john of Merc rainer and i'm here for the season finale of the book of boba fett chapter seven in the name of honor that's right this is the uh third episode directed by robert rodriguez uh i know that we had been told think that he was going to do two of them um and then later on it had come out that he was going to do another one so it's nice to kind of see he got to you know start it end it and got that you know the third episode there uh sort of in the middle um really he did the middle episode of the Boba Fett story because the other two episodes really didn't deal with with Boba Fett at all but anyways that has nothing to do right now with what we're talking about here we are talking about the season finale amazing episode i thought i it was fantastic i, I think it, it was a great way to end it. It was action packed had good story going through it set up some good stuff uh at the end so uh we got to see a lot of familiar characters come back through a lot of good resolutions so uh i'm excited to get into uh, this and i hope you guys are as well <clears throat> all right so this episode opens up on a wide shot of most Espa. And then we see the destroyed wreckage of the sanctuary you know in the previous episode right at the end we saw uh you know a couple of pikes walk in with a canister and then they walked out without the canister and then the sanctuary exploded and presumably every single person there including uh garza flip dead you know garza whip uh max rebo and and his band you know uh, gone which is a real bummer to me (laughs) uh not just you know i mean guards of whip i actually really loved her character part of me is really hoping that she somehow managed to survive like maybe she made her way to some sort of safe room and then got the hell out of there after everything happened I, i i hope but honestly i don't think that's what's gonna happen um and the fact that max rebo gone too man that's that's a bummer But uh, yeah, so the Sanctuary has been destroyed. Uh, Boba and uh, Fennec Shand are there. They're soon joined by Mando, who says that uh, Freetown, the people of Freetown, they're going to help. But in exchange for this, they want to make sure that the Spice trade ends. You know, uh, Fennec has hesitation about this because there's a lot of money in, in, in Spice. But it was something that, Cobb Vanth was very, very adamant about, you know, getting rid of this stuff from from uh, his areas, from Tatooine in general. You know, just like making it stop. It's it's killing the people of Tatooine. So it makes sense why he would want it gone. And uh, Mando respects that. And so does Boba Fett. You know, he agrees to this. Uh, and it, it, a lot of this has to do with, I, I don't think, I don't think he wants anything really to do with the spice. You know i don't think it's he's not the kind of guy who's like i'm gonna run my empire and and with a whole bunch of spice i i really don't you know that's just that's just not him and he needs he needs the people of free time you know he says as much you know he says you we know, don't without their help essentially you know they're, they're they're not gonna win you know they're all just gonna die because they do not have enough people and uh, they decide that they're going to take refuge here at the sanctuary. You know, he talks to the mods, the uh, as I call them, the cyberpunks. But, uh, and they, you know, they say, you know, they make a stand. They're going to stay here. You know, they, they want, you know, they say to Boba, you know, you can go off and you can hide in your palace. But we're going to stay here. We're going to fight for the people. You know, the people need to see this. To see that they are going to fight for them. And Boba realizes, you know what, they're right. They're right and so they're gonna stay this is where they're gonna hold up then we see cad bane oh cad bane what a badass man this guy like he was great in the clone wars uh, animated series and then what we got with him last episode was fantastic and then he just shows up here just he, he he's ready you know he's ready for whatever's about to come at him and uh The Jawas, he's walking through the streets. The Jawas are terrified of him. And he goes to the Pikes. That's right. I mean, we found out last week. He's one. He's essentially like their muscle, you know. And uh, this is kind of where it's at. That's confirmed. Because I wasn't sure. You know, I talked about it on last week's episode. That I wasn't sure if he was kind of running things. If, like, he was the guy and the Pikes were kind of working for him. Or if he was just kind of like their hired muscle and it seems like that's that's what it is he is he is their hired muscle really even if i feel like he probably believes he's got more power than he does and he goes he tells the pikes uh you know that what he did there in freetown and everything that they're not an issue realistically he doesn't actually tell them what he did um but he he says you know they're not they're not gonna be an issue anymore you know he uh he convinced them to stay out of it (laughs) Which uh, not quite, you know, you know he he shoots Cobb Vanth in that episode after you know he guns down the deputy, he shoots Cobb Vanth, and uh, he thinks that this is you know that the people aren't going to do anything. Well, he's sadly mistaken, as we will see uh, later on. We then learn that it's the Pikes who were the ones that killed the Tuscans that Bobo was staying with uh, because they didn't want to pay the protection costs that boba was was asking of them in order to keep them from killing everybody and and keep war from happening so what they did is they blamed it on the nikto speed bikers now this was something i said in one in the episode i think i think the episode that that happened in um i said i bet you the pikes are behind this now, what my assumption was, was that they hired the bikers to do it. But what we find out here is that the pikes did it themselves and made it look like it was the bikers. Like they painted the symbol and everything. They're the ones who did it. And so then when Boba goes and mows down all those, those bikers after he finds his ship, he thinks it's over. You know, he thinks that's part. He thinks, you know, he he got his vengeance for what happened, but little does he know that's not the case. That's not the case. Uh and so they decide they're gonna make a plan to kind of try to draw Boba Fett out into the open so that they can end this once and for all. So then we head over to Pelly's garage, and there is uh a, an alarm going off, and apparently an X-Wing is approaching. But who is it? hmm uh Pelly thinks it's a new Republic officer you know she she starts being like you know uh, I just filed my registrations and all this stuff is really is really funny Amy Sedaris is, is great I think as this character she she gives a nice bit of humor to some of the like heavier moments uh, and I really I really dig that but it is definitely not a new Republic officer it's grogu that's right grogu is back he has officially, made his choice. Last episode, Luke gave him a choice. He put in front of him Yoda's lightsaber and the uh the, the best guard chainmail that Mando left for him. And we didn't know what what he was gonna choose, you know. But he made a choice. He chose Mando. Um and so I made the comparison because I had kind of been reading about this a little bit uh the comparison of how all the like kind of the main Jedi that we've seen like the main characters that we have seen throughout the saga um have had to make a choice you know uh Anakin had to choose uh whether to kill Dooku or not and he does and that is the thing that kind of pushes him to the dark side really you know he murdered a guy just right there in cold blood uh Luke had to choose whether to uh you know, take down his father or spare his life and he spared his life and that saved him that brought him back to the side of good and ray had to do kind of the same thing she had to choose whether she was going to follow uh you know the path kind of born upon her by palpatine or if she was going to follow the path that she chose that she's choosing uh and that would be the light side following luke and she chose the light side but this was a very different kind of choice This wasn't a, you know, you're going to become a Sith if you choose wrong. You know, it wasn't that. But it was a choice, you know. And he had to choose. Was he going to be a Jedi or a Mandalorian? Realistically, that is what he had to choose. And to me, it felt far more similar to Ahsoka's choice. Now, I don't. I don't think she had like a, like a one or the other kind of a choice. I'd have to go back and rewatch Clone Wars. But what I mean by that is the, she chose to leave the Jedi order and kind of like, she still, you know, she still can use the force. She still has lightsaber, all this stuff. Right. And that's kind of what it felt like to me. Grogu, he still can do all this stuff, but he is choosing a different path, you know, It's not an evil path it's not a dark path it's just a different path and i'm excited to see where that goes uh to see what we get in season in season three of the mandalorian with with the two of them now that he can use the force of a lot more like he he can harness it he knows how to use it and we see that uh in this episode a few times so it's really really cool uh it was awesome it's awesome to see him just kind of you know the, the ship lands you see r2 and you're like oh wait I, that's our 2 and then all of a sudden bloop, little Grogu just pops up and pelly's so excited to see him uh and what i thought was funny is you know he's talking to her and you know you can't understand what he says but she can and she's like grogu oh man that's that's unfortunate that's a terrible name <laughs> and she's like i'm not gonna call you that i thought that was hilarious because like a lot that's kind of referencing the fans really because there was a lot of people out there who did not like the name grogu when it was first kind of announced um this was <laughs> and so it, it's kind of funny that pelly is 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 essentially the fans a lot of the fans um uh, who who just didn't like the name but to me I always felt like oh, okay and yoda is any better like really it, it's not <laughs> yoda is not like this oh that's a great name no like it, they're on the same level to me yoda grogu they're on the same level um and so I, it never bothered me but i thought it was a funny almost like a little dig at, at those fans who were kind of hating on hating on the name so I, I i enjoyed that so when we get back to the sanctuary uh boba Fett and mando are strategizing and the the uh, the cyberpunks chrysanthemum and the Gamoran guards are all now patrolling the streets of Tatooine. You know, we have the three districts, the three tribes, whatever you want to call them. I don't I'm sure there's a name. Uh, I've been calling them the three tribes of Tatooine and we saw those people um in in I think the I think it was episode 4 if I'm not mistaken. We saw all of them and Boba Fett, you know, he kind he tries to strike a deal with them. You know, you just just stay neutral, and we will fight the the, the pikes. And so they go and they're patrol these three. Uh, they're patrolling each area, each tribe. And uh, we learn. Uh, we actually learned the two of the mods' names, two of the cyberpunks' names, as I like to call them. Uh, the girl, the main girl, and then the the, the main guy, the black guy. Uh, they're Drash and I think Scad was his name i think it's scad uh but drash is the girl's name she got she was in she was in trailers uh she's been the like the main focus uh of this group was her and so now we know her name her name is drash i don't know if i don't think it had ever been said and i don't know if it'd come out anywhere else but uh to, to my knowledge this is the first time that we got their names Then, uh, Cad Bane, so like they're out there. Those three, you see, got the mods, you got Chrysanthemum, you got the Gamorian guards, they're gone. They are not at the sanctuary. It's just Boba, Fennec, and uh, the and Mando. And Cad Bane shows up there and he's there to confront Boba. And he's Boba comes out, you know, he's ready, he's got his gun, he you know, he's ready. They know each other, you know, they've known each other for a long time, you know, uh, from, from the talk throughout the episode. I think that Cad Bane uh, knew Boba as a kid, you know, and it just, just because uh, he, there's that one point in the episode, I think it's later on, I think it's toward the end where he's like, I'm not a little boy anymore. You're just an old man, you know? So I think, I think he, I think he knew Boba when he was a kid, uh, which shows you that, you know, I mean, we, we knew that Cad Bane has been around for a while. Cause he was in, he's in the clone wars. And that is when, uh, Boba was a kid, and it's been a while since I've watched a clone. Wars, so, I don't honestly remember if they had interaction, they might have, and that might be kind of where you know fans would know that. Um, but again, it's been a while, I should go back and rewatch it. Uh, and then I because I need to still watch season seven, and uh, I would love to watch Rebels at some point as well. So, I think that's something I'm going to do is, is go back and rewatch it all, anyways. But, but you know, that's that's <laughs> beside the point. Uh, Cad Bane is here, and he wants to negotiate, uh, essentially to negotiate their surrender, to uh, give them the chance to leave, to leave the planet, to go, to just give up the spice trade, just let the pikes do their thing, and to just avoid war, just to leave. That's what he wants, you know, and he's he thinks he's confident, you know, Cad Bane is confident that this is something that uh, he can do. Boba, you know, he's having none of it. He doesn't want, he's like, the spice is done. It's not happening. And uh, he's ready to, uh, he's ready to throw down. He really is. But it becomes even more so after Cad Bane reveals to Boba that he killed Cobb Van. Or so he thinks. Uh, He went there, he told him what he did. And then he also tells him that the Pikes are the ones responsible for the death of the Tuscans. He just lays it all out on the line. Really trying to goad Bubba into a duel. And it almost works. Luckily, Fennec Shand uh, is able to kind of talk him down. And and get him to to, to put his gun down. and, And not get killed right then and there. Because they can't win right now. They need to wait. You know, on, on, as she says, you got to do this on our terms, not on his. And she's right. She's a hundred percent right. So after, uh, the negotiations fail and Cad Bane leaves and everything, then we discover that this whole thing, it was a trap. You know, I think what it was is he came there to negotiate. And if they had agreed, if Boba had agreed to just leave, I think they would have, I think they would have just let him go. Um, you know, just if he agreed to leave and actually done it, then I don't think anything would have happened here. But because Boba said no, Cadbane leaves. And then we see the town, you know, a bunch of townspeople picking up guns and just going at him. And we find out that the, the three captains, Jabba's former captains, the ones who run the, the three tribes of Tatooine, they have betrayed Boba. And they've sided with the pikes, all three. And they have decided to uh to take things down, take take boba at their own will, you know. And it gets it gets real messy. It gets real messy. Uh hey there, John. How you doing, man? Just talking some boba fett. Thanks for stopping by, man. I appreciate you so much. Uh, but yeah, so we we see that all these all these townspeople—they're pulling guns out of everywhere—and the first thing that we witness is the Gamorrean guards being murdered. They're pushed off a cliff, and I was like, "Oh no!" But if anybody's gonna die, I felt like it was probably the Gamorrean guards who were the, the ones who could die and and not really impact the story as much. But it was it was sad to see because they, you know, they they were the first to join Boba. It was kind of really just, they didn't really have much of a choice, but they did it and they were loyal, you know, so you don't want to see them go. Uh, And then Boba and and his crew, they kind of retreat into the sanctuary to regroup. They took down everybody that was outside. They need to figure out a plan now, you know, that first wave, that, that was exactly what it was a first wave. There's more coming and they know it. And as they're talking, the mayor's little bitch boy, whose name I do not remember, to be totally honest with you. <laughs> uh, he kind of spills the beans about uh, where the pikes are uh, with the mayor and everything. And and Boba sends Fennec out to find them. And this is something that you kind of almost forget about. You know, it's not re- it's not mentioned again. You see Fennec one more time and then it's just kind of left. And so then when it comes back, it's like, oh, shit. I had totally forgotten about that, at least for me. I mean, uh, maybe some of you remembered instantly what was about to happen uh, or, like, figured it out right away. But I was like, okay. And I was like, holy shit, but we'll get there when we get there. Uh, and so then uh, we see, we kind of flash over some of the other areas. So we saw the Gaborin guards. We flash over to uh, Kersantan. And, you know, he's one dude, but he's he's beast. He is uh, strong. He is he's awesome. I love this Wookiee. And, uh, but he gets overwhelmed. You know, they just start. It's the uh, he is in Trandoshan uh, territory, and they. What I thought was interesting, they could like the Trandoshans could have just had a bunch of blasters, right? They didn't. They had like knives and shit. But if they had uh, had a bunch of blasters, I don't think Chrysanthem would have made it. You know, um, I, I really don't. I think he probably would have would have been taken down. But luck luckily for him, that's not the way. This is the way uh no (laughs) but yeah so he gets he gets really overwhelmed you see but he's you know he's he's doing his best he's fending them off as best he can um and then we see the mods uh they're they're surrounded they're getting they're getting shots fired from everywhere they're pinned down and there's no they can't they can't go anywhere until it is that fennec shan shows up and takes them out saves their asses uh i thought that was great That was great. And she tells him, get over to the sanctuary, and she takes off. That's the last you see of her for a while. Because she has a mission of her own. Then there's a bunch of pikes stationing themselves outside the sanctuary. Boba and Mando, they're the only ones left there. He sent, like I say, he sent Fennec Shand off. Now it's just Boba and Mando left there to guard the sanctuary, to guard themselves. To have that that last bastion of hope. Uh, If you will. We see that Mando. Still a firm believer. In the Creed. You know. We recently saw. uh, Episode 5. We saw him get booted out. Uh, You know. He's no longer a Mandalorian. You know. The the armor stripped him of that. Because he had removed. He revealed that he had removed his helmet. And so now he has to find a way to earn that back. Which I assume is what we're going to get in Season 3. It's him. Because so, I remember she she said there was a specific way you had to do a place you had somewhere you had to go and do some stuff. I don't honestly. I'd have to go back and, and watch to, that scene again to hear exactly what she said um to remember. But I, I my assumption is that season three of Mando is going to be his trek to be to re become a Mandalorian to regain that that title back um and everything. So to, to be worthy once again, which will be awesome. Uh, and so, like I said, they're the only ones left there, just, just the two of them. And they, they decide, you know, they're going to fight together to the end. You know, Mando's going to stay, you know, Boba tells him, you can go, you know, you don't have to stay, but he's like, I do. I made a word, my, you know, I, I gave you my word. This is the way he's going to be there until they both fall. Um, and I think that like, that's, that's so, it's, it's just badass, you know what I mean? Mando is so awesome. Uh, I love it. I love it so much. Uh, But before they head out to their deaths, the mayor's little bitch boy interrupts once again and suggests letting him negotiate because apparently that's kind of like was his thing before working for the mayor. He was in negotiations and stuff. And uh, Boba agrees to this, which I was like, really? Huh. Okay. I feel like something's up and I was right. He writes out his conditions for surrender gives them to the guy to the twilight and and sends them out he doesn't even read them he's out there talking to cad bane who who kind of shows up with uh with the pikes and everything and as uh he reads out boba's uh stipulations for for surrender he's reading through it and he's like you know uh, what does he say like here are my conditions or whatever he says or this this is my offer or whatever. And then he stops. And He's like, uh, "You know what? How about we hear about what you're willing to offer?" And he's like, "No, read it." I um, don't know. I think it was one of the pikes. It wasn't Cadbury. No, 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 no. Yeah, uh, it was just pikes. It was. It was. Yeah. Um, and so the pikes just like, "Read it now." <laughs> so he does, uh, and the offer is nothing. Uh, essentially, it just says that he uh, tells them to leave. You know, forget about the spice leave now or you're all gonna die don't come back you're all gonna die i'm like damn yes this is the boba that i want to see you know you may want to rule with respect but you also got to rule with an iron fist when it comes to these situations people like this you have to show that you are not going to give in to demands of, of stuff like this so uh, I love that. Don't know where this is all going to go, but we'll see. Uh, so then the, po- the the Pikes are shocked. They're shocked. They're angry. And as they're like, I think they're getting ready. I think they're about to shoot this guy, right? Then all of a sudden, Boba and Mando just come blasting out of nowhere. They're flying. They got, they're using their jetpacks, and they're just popping people off left and right from the sky. And it was beautiful to see i absolutely loved it uh okay and so later on in this uh episode uh i think scad does this like spin move where he spins around and shoots his gun and people on the internet have been just trashing about it like oh it's so stupid blah 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 why would you do that? It's the dumbest thing ever. And as I watched the I watched it the second time, cuz I watched the episode twice to to prepare for this. As I watched it the second time, Mando does the exact same spin. He spins around and then starts shooting. And not a single fucking person is complaining about that. Why? Oh, cuz it's Mando. No. Like it's the same move people shouldn't matter who does it you know i feel like you're only complaining because it's the one of the mods and the mods have been kind of hated kind of divisive a bit uh since we got them with the you know with the the shiny colorful chromed out uh, uh speeder vespas as i call them and so the fact that no one is over here complaining about mando doing the spin but they're going to complain about skad doing the spin like come on guys like stop it's kind of it's actually very ridiculous that you're complaining about it all right uh so where are we okay so they put they put up this epic fight it's fantastic like they're blasted away you're getting knee rockets and and flames and and just jumping around you're getting they're getting shot up you know their armor is is fantastic it's taking a lot of hits but they're kicking some ass man it's two guys against dozens of these pikes and they're they're just whooping ass and it's beautiful thing to see uh i gotta say (laughs) but it's not enough and as you know they're getting shot and they're on they're down they're you know it, it seems like they just didn't have enough to get it done. Then the people of Freetown show up and they're blasting away. And I was like, yes, let's do this. Reinforcements are here. And it really does. It changes the tide. Uh, so they show up. They have this uh, like armored uh, uh, speeder. Not speeder, but this vehicle, whatever. And so they kind of all hide behind it, and they're taking cover, and they're they're doing their thing. Um, then the mobs show up. Uh, you get a little bit of uh, kind of tense banter between uh, Drash and one of the women from Freetown. I don't, I didn't catch her name. I don't know if they said her name, but uh, we gotta we kind of get a little bit of stuff with them later on, which is good. And then Chris Stanton uh, kind of he's kind of walk, starts walking through the streets. We see him coming up. And he's still fighting off pikes or not, not pikes. He's fighting off Trandoshans, Uh, maybe pikes. It actually might've been pikes because of where he was. Um, He's just, he's fighting people off uh, and you can see he's injured. He's limping and stuff and he's getting shot and everything. And this dude's he's a tough son of a bitch, you know? And he's, like I said, he's getting shot and uh, he winds up, he winds up getting hit and he, he goes down like onto his knee. And you just see Boba book it out to him. And he gets over there, and he—I think he takes out a couple guys, and he gets them back to behind the ship. And uh, I thought this was fantastic because it really—it showed Boba's loyalty. You know, when when he hired, when he brought Karsantan in, and he gave him the job, he told him that he would lay down his life for him. You know, uh, same kind of thing that he said to uh fennec you know and so the fact that he's willing to do that uh i thought was awesome you know he's hold, kind of holding up to that oath and he tells him he's like man he's like i owe you a soak in in the bath to tank um, which i was like all right that's cool that's cool and now this was a thing i was like i didn't think about this until the end but this is something that you got to remember that comes back at the end what which which is awesome it, it it sets up almost almost a red herring for what happens at the end of the episode uh you think you think something else is happening and then it's not and then you're like well wait a minute and then you kind then you then you find out uh in the end credit scene what is actually happening which we'll get there we'll get there i don't like to jump too far ahead all right so It seems uh, that they have been victorious, but it's not even close. You know, they take out all the pikes uh, that are kind of there. But it seemed a little too easy. And it was. Because all of a sudden, we get these giant droids just come waltzing in. They look a lot like uh, huge versions of the Destroyer droid from uh the prequel films you know they got they 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 walk they got cannons they have the big bubble shields just like the destroyed but they're huge they're like the size of a building instead of the size of a person uh and i did a little i did a little research uh, apparently these are known as annihilator droids and uh for good reason man these things are nasty uh and there are two of them and they're just blasted things away and all the people the people of Freetown Boba Mando the mods and everybody they, they're trying for Santa they're 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 blasting away at these things but nothing's getting through which makes sense i mean if you anything about like these types of bubble shields that we've seen in the past whether it be the destroy Droids whether it be the gungan shields stuff like that doesn't get through uh and so they're just but but they what else are they gonna do they don't know what else to do um, I don't even know. I don't, cause we, they didn't have anything like that in the OT in the original trilogy. So I don't even know if that tech is used all that often. You know what I mean? It's not like the walkers, the AT, uh, ATs or the ATSTs or anything like that. It's not like they were using these, these shields, uh, you know, which they could have. It obviously seems like there are that technology still exists. And so they could have. But they weren't, you know, so to me, it seems like these are things that aren't used very often anymore. So where'd the Pike gets our hands on these two things? I don't know. But uh, who we, man, do they, they pack a punch. Uh, Boba even launches his, uh, his, his backpack rocket at the thing. And it doesn't even, doesn't even scratch nothing, man, to no avail whatsoever. Uh, and it just keeps on coming. They try everything, man they're blaster firing. They even uh man even pulls out the dark saber at one point and he's trying and nothing is getting through um not nothing. Uh and unlike because like what I was thinking, I I was like just run up to it, walk in because we never saw we never saw anybody try to do that with the destroyer droids. But we saw the gungans shields um and, and we saw droids just walking, just walk right through them. So it was like, just just walk in there, man. Walk through it and just take this damn thing out. But that's not a thing. You can't, with these shields, you cannot walk through them. Uh, we even got to see Kirstantin try to, uh, uh, he like tried to push his hand through and you, he couldn't do it. Uh, and so that makes things a hell of a lot harder. <laughs> and Boba says they need reinforcements. But who, you know, he takes off, you know, Mando makes his comments like, he's like, all your, you don't have any more friends. Who are you going to get? And Mando takes off and like, who the hell is he going to go get? All right. Oh man, though, when we find out who it is, who, well, yeah, we'll get there. Uh, so Mando stays and keeps d- the droids distracted, kind of in an attempt to, to save the people as they are fleeing from the area you know the the ship that they're hiding mine winds up getting destroyed so it's a good thing they all kind of took off um and the all the fleeing people they take cover inside of a building to kind of make their last stand because drash is like you know i you know i grew up here if we go any farther if we run any farther we're gonna we're gonna be cornered there's not gonna be anywhere to hide and we're all going to die and so they take refuge in this building uh, to, like I said, make their last stand. Uh, and Trash and the, the the woman from Freetown that she had the little kind of tiff with at the beginning when they first showed up. Um, they make amends a little bit. And they head up to the roof to take sniper positions because they, they got to do something. Then we head back over to Pelly and uh she reveals that grogu is with her when uh when they see each other uh grogu uh he, you know cuz what happens is i'm kind of jumping ahead a little bit uh mando runs into into Peli. i had totally i totally skipped over this part mando he gets pinned down and Peli shows up she's in this like rickshaw thing um which is really cool because I've been re-watching uh the, the Star Wars films with my with my daughter my uh she's almost seven now and so I'm showing her all the films she's really excited she saw uh episode five of of Mando parts of it and she was like she was loving the Grogu stuff and and she it made her want to watch the films. so I was like oh if you want to watch them we'll watch them so we started watching them and we're in the prequels now and I realized that that rickshaw with the same type of droid is in the prequels i was like oh this was a prequel reference i hadn't even realized that so i thought that was really cool um when it popped back up here i was like oh that's awesome i just saw this thing uh in in uh, in, in the prequel i think it was i i don't remember if it was if it was episode one or episode two it was in one of them um but yeah it, it was definitely in there so i thought that was really awesome and like i said mando's pinned down she shows up they get the hell out of there uh and then we like i said all the stuff happens with all the people that run into the building and then we're back with pelly and like i said she reveals to to mando that grogu is with her and he's like what what are you doing here they see each other grogu leaps into mando's arms and they hug and I started to tear up. And this was such an amazing little moment. Um, you know, the whole thing. You know, he chose to be with Mando. He that that was what Grogu chose. He had the ability to stay and learn to become a Jedi and all this other stuff. But he chose, and that choice comes with another interesting tidbit to me. He chose to not become a Jedi, meaning he's Grogu is not there when Ben destroys and murders everybody, when when the the Knights of Ren and everything. When all that happens and the the Jedi Academy is burned to the ground, Grogu's not there because he's not training. I mean, I doubt he's going to go back after that. You know, he made a choice. And so I like that. Because he could always come back, you know. He's only fifty here. Yoda was nine hundred when he died, so we could get something set two hundred years from from the sequel trilogy if we wanted. You know, whole new cast of characters and things have going on, and there's Grogu. We could easily see that he's he's more of a of a young adult actively talking more like a young yoda and it could be really cool i don't know i'm I'm excited to see what they do but anyways uh so mando notices that grogu's wearing the shirt and uh you know he knows he knows he made that choice then there's a something happens here and i'm not a 100 percent sure why we we see grogu like the camera is on grogu and you can see it, it, it looks like he's using the force in some way it just does the way he's kind of doing you know kind of motioning and everything and then the camera we get a shot of the the droid that's that's running that's pulling the rickshaw and his head pops off and then the rickshaw flips over and they all kind of go flying out and so did Grogu do that? And if so, why? Did he know that they needed to stop the droid at that spot? So that what's going to happen next can happen? I don't know. It's possible, you know, There, it's the force and all. But... It, it, it was just something that I was like why would he do that you know i don't know so it, it's it's an interesting thing to kind of think about uh you know why why would grogu kind of cause the accident but it, it, it makes me wonder if he could sense that they needed to stop right there and then in order for what's going to happen next to happen and as they're all about to get destroyed by this annihilator droid we hear a, a loud roar in the distance. And I was like, what is this? And they take cover. And then we see a giant claw just come up over a building. I was like, Oh, is it the rancor? Tell me it's the rancor. That's what's going on in my mind. Right. And then all of a sudden the rancor comes up over the building. And I'm like, I'm like in shock at this point. Right. And then the rancor tips down and you see boba riding the damn thing and i literally screamed i was like yes it was such a cool moment to see uh you know because they teased it we didn't get to see any interactions with him the rancor i was kind of hoping that we would but i think not seeing any of it helped it made so that when we got to finally see it it was a it was a, it was a, it was a bigger emotional pop you know what I mean we got to see it for the first time here um and so that was that was just awesome uh, you know him just riding the rancor you know telling it was it was it was so we got to see a, a good relationship between them uh the rancor just uses brute complete brute strength uh, and just starts trying to whoop on this droid. And so because of that, the droid has to focus more energy to the front sheet part of its shields, causing the back to weaken. And Mando sees this. And so Mando runs over there and s- manages to slip in through the back part of the shield and just starts going at it with the dark saber and almost destroys this thing. He gets kind of kind of tossed. Um, as Mando is about to be killed though, grogu uses the force and damages one of the legs uh on this thing causing it to to kind of like essentially be disabled uh which allowed mando, uh, mando to get away and it allowed the rancor to destroy the droid uh and this is where because he grabs the thing and you see mando he's just or uh, we see boba and he's just like do it and it, it just rips the thing apart and destroys the annihilator droid So we really get to see that relationship between Vehova and the Rancor, uh, that has developed that we unfortunately did not get the chance to see, uh, which I wish we really kind of had. Um, and it was awesome. It was like, they took down this Annihilator droid with the Rancor. So now one down, one to go, right? So then we head over to the other droid, speaking of, uh, and the people there, uh, are still fighting. They're trying, but it's not really doing much, um. They are killing like some of the pikes that are also there because it's the droid, and then a bunch of random pikes who are also trying to take them out. And so they're, you know, they're trying to take out this droid, but it's not working. But they're also focusing on taking out the pikes. And then Drash and and the Freetown girl uh, start picking off pikes uh, while also trying to distract the droid. And then the Rancor just comes crashing through a building and tackles the droid into another one, and it was so fucking cool to see. It was, I can't, I can't describe just how awesome the Rancor is in this. It was, they did such a good job. Uh, I think the CGI looked great. Um, it just, I don't know, man. I, I couldn't really fathom how cool it would be to see that uh, until we got it. And, you know, to see in a live action show, to see a rank or just ripping through buildings and stuff i I don't know it it's you gotta see it and to, to really appreciate it uh and i've now seen it twice and i appreciated it even more on the second watch uh so the droid emerges from the rubble but it no shield i don't know if it it got damaged or or what the reasoning was it just didn't reactivate it i don't know But the shield was not up, and the droid and Rancor begin to fight while everybody just watches. They're just watching. And both times, I'm sitting there like, this droid's shield is not up. So why the fuck is nobody attacking the droid? Like, you have two snipers up top. They could be taking strategic shots to take out the droid. You know, like, I understand maybe, oh, they're they're amazed, or maybe they don't want to hit the Rancor or whatever, but, like, like you could still be doing it. Like, I don't know. It just seemed a little awkward that they're just like, oh, <laughs> no, it's amazing, sure. Well, what the fuck would have happened if it had killed the Rancor and then popped its shield back up or something? And you guys would have missed your opportunity to take out the droid. So I think it was a I think it was a mistake uh, to just kind of sit there and let it and just watch. I think they should have been uh, trying at least a little bit, you know, shooting blasts. I don't know, just a little bit. I think would have been better. Um, but you know, that's probably the only real negative about it that that I that I have um, at the moment. Uh, but luckily for them, the the rancor manages to completely destroy the droid, and the people start driving the pikes out. Uh, and they are now on the run. They're chasing the pikes down to get them the hell out. Pelly runs into the mayor's little bitch boy. At one point, he almost, almost shoots him. He's like, I am of no threat. And you can see like, she's into it, man. I don't know if he's into her at all, but she's into him. So there's at least a little bit of chemistry happening right there. Uh, so I thought that was kind of cool. We already know she's, uh, been with a Jawa. So why not? Uh, with a twilight twi- like, uh i think it's i love it you know amy sedaris man she's she's good times she's good times um then as boba and the rancor are killing pikes we even get to see he picks up one and just eats it you know it's so i was like yes we got to see it eat one just like just like we did in the ot uh <laughs> at this point cad bane shows up he, he emerges from uh, the side streets or wherever the hell he is. And the rancor goes for him, man, you know, which makes sense. You know, Boba's, he's like, I got this rancor. I'm not just going to sit back and, and I'm not going to hop down and have a duel. With Fuck that. I'm going to, my rancor is going to eat this motherfucker. But uh, before you, know, as that, as he goes to do that, Cad Bane just lay, unleashes a, a flurry of fire right into the rancor's face. He uh, does it a couple times. It causes, uh, causes Boba to get thrown from the Rancor, and the Rancor takes off. He retreats. I um, guess fire. Fire's not, not what he likes. And now it's time for the duel. That's right. Cad goads him yet again, and they draw. You know, they have their duel, finally. Boba, not quick enough, gets shot in the armor, and he's down. Luckily, he had his armor on, otherwise... Like Cobb Vanth, he wouldn't have been as lucky. Uh, Cad Bane gets the upper hand on him, and he has him pinned down. Takes off Boba's helmet, rips off. And he's about to shoot him in the face to end this whole thing. But Boba manages to block. He gets up. gets. Uh, he uses his like Tuscan spear weapon. You know, he goes back to that part of, of what he has learned, you know? Up until now, he's been relying, like essentially, on his bounty hunter skills with the blaster, with the rocket pack, with the with the the, the rocket launcher too. Um, he's been he's been kind of relying on that side of things, which makes sense, you know. That's what he's known for years. But now it's time to tap into that other side of him, that uh, that side that Cad Bane doesn't know and so he pulls out like i said his tuscan spear weapon takes uh cadbane down to the ground and kills him just like stabs him right in the chest or so we think because i was i was shocked first off i was like holy shit they just killed cadbane was like it, i mean i underst- i understood because like if you let him live if he if he if he walks away it's not over you know what i mean and so I'm, it made sense. However, on my second viewing, I did not catch this the first time around. I'm glad I watched it again. On the second viewing, they show Cad Bane's body. You know, it's like the last shot of Cad Bane. You know, we just see his body, and then you hear a faint beeping, and it almost sounds like the rhythm of a heartbeat. Boom, boom, boom. but, but it's a beep. And it, I'm like, is he fucking still alive? Because why else put that sound in there? That, that's, it's unnecessary. You would not have any sound there. I think he's alive. And I think he's going to come back. Um, Where? I don't know. But I, I wholeheartedly believe uh, he will be back somewhere, whether it be in season two, whether it be in a different series, you know? He will be back. You know, could be in Mando season three. I don't know. we are It's not the last that we're going to see a Cad Bane. And uh, that excites me because he was so cool. I'm so, I really want to see more uh, of him. Uh, so back with all the people, the Rancor is now loose and they're trying to stop it. You know, they're shooting at it and it's freaking out. Mando's trying to tell them to stop, you know, because it's, it's scaring him, you know. Um, and, and understandably, on both sides, it's understandable that the Rancor is terrified because like, it's getting shot at and shit. But it's also understandable that all the people are terrified because it's a fucking Rancor. Um, and this thing is known as a, as a killer. So it's understandable that they would also be kind of terrified uh, and wanting to, to save themselves, essentially. Uh, and we get this cool shot. It's like a King Kong shot. Uh, of the rancor on a building he's kind of hanging half off it it's it's just like taken straight out of king kong um i thought that was really cool uh an awesome homage to it um and then mando tries to rank to, to wrangle in the rancor uh but it's not working you know he he doesn't have the bond that boba does you know and so he almost instantly gets kind of chucked uh you know from it and the rancor grabs him at one point and goes to like eat his head. But luckily, he's got the Beskar armor. And that prevents him from dying. Because <laughs> that's what was about to happen. Um, he gets winds up getting tossed, and Grogu steps in. You know, uh Pelly w- was watching him, turns away, and then the next thing she knows he's gone, and he's stepping out into the into the middle of the street, right in front of the Rancor. and he uses the force to essentially connect. With the rancor, um, and to me, I, I don't think this is anything that we've ever seen before. I guess it's possible that we saw in like you know Rebels or the Clone Wars, and I just don't remember, but in the movies, it's definitely not something that we've seen where he uses the force to bring the rancor to sleep. Which I thought, I was like, wow, and then it got me thinking, well, maybe this is just a spin on. You know, like, these are not the droids you're looking for. Where it's a suggestive thing, you know? Uh, so, it, 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 essentially, what he's doing is like, you will go to sleep. And then the Rancor goes to sleep. It could be something like that. It could be a whole new Force ability. I don't know exactly how it, how it worked. Um, but nonetheless, it was awesome to see and just to see him connect in that way you and mandos is watching it, he's like amazed right and it took a lot out of grogu cause, because after the rancor falls asleep grogu just walks over to it kind of like pets it curls right up next to it and just takes a little nap snuggles right into the rancor and takes a little nap and it was like the cutest thing i, I was it was adorable then we head over to the pike leader uh he's there with the mayor and the three the, the heads of the three tribes of the, the java's former captains and they're all there and they're talking about uh what's been happening and then we hear these blaster shots from outside they're like what and everybody's kind of freaked out and then blaster bolts just come flying inside it takes out the captains boom 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 and anybody else that's in there then all of a sudden the mayor or like a like a rope of some sort just kind of comes down foot brings him up and he just hangs there he's dead the only one left in there in this little hut is the the leader of the pikes and then all of a sudden you hear like and you can hear like a knife stab and it gets pulled out and fennec shand is there and she has just taken out All the guards, the captains, the mayor, and the leader of the Pike. And this right here is exactly why she is a master assassin. Like, we haven't really gotten that yet in this show. And so seeing her just really do her master assassin thing was fucking awesome. She is such a badass, man. And I really hope we get more of her and if she's hanging out with boba if, she, if that's like what it's going to be then we need more boba we needed a season two book of boba Fett just so i can get more fennec shand because she is incredible ming na wen is such a talented uh person she is badass apparently she's like 58 she looks gorgeous like i was like wow first off but she's just a badass man and i need to see more of this character Uh, I want, I kind of want to get almost like what we got with Boba where we get to see more flashbacks of her. I want to, I want to learn more about her. Honestly, that's something I would be interested in. Uh, So after all of that, Boba and Fennec, they're, you know, everything's wrapped. You know, know, the the war is over. The pikes are done. You know, spice trade on Tatooine is over as far as we know. And so after all of that, Boba and Fennec, we are seeing where they're walking down the streets the people of Mos Espa are, are giving them respect. They're bowing. They're giving them gifts. You know, Boba seems happy. You know, he's smiling. Um, he's like, why does it have to be? You know, he has to do like a like a uh, a gesture to them. Um, and he's like, why does it have to be the right arm or the right shoulder? Because he's still, you know, feeling, he's still kind of injured. And Fenix suggests taking a soak in the Bacta tank. And then Boba reveals this. He says it's already being used and obviously it, to me it seems like she she knows or it, she wasn't surprised by it but I'm like okay who is it right my first assumption was chrysanthemum because he had already said I owe you a soak in the back to tank and so my assumption was okay chrysanthemum in in the back to tank right now so Boba's not okay that's fair then Boba says, uh, "You know, I don't think this is for us. You know, this whole being the the the, the Daimo of, of Mos Espa. I I don't think this is for us." And Fennec, it's like, well, if not us, then who? You know, and that's the question, right? That's the big burning question: Who would take over? Who would who? You know, who would have? the same kind of moral standing that boba is trying to have as the leader here you know to not rule with fear but to rule with respect who would that be and i think that post post Cressy, when I, after i talk about it, i think that'll give us some insight into who it could be so They're walking, and then we see Chrysantin and the mods uh at the end of the as the episode ends. And so that means that Chrysantin is not the one in the back to tank. So if you're kind of keeping track, you're like, wait a minute. If Chrysantin's not the one in the back to tank, who could possibly be in the back to tank? And uh we get that's the end of their stuff. We get uh, a shot out in outer space. Mando and Grogu are flying, and as I had said, I'm sure lots of other people said it as well, but when I first saw the N1 Starfighter, after it was all done, and we had the little domed part where the droid used would go, and it was all domed up, I was like, perfect little spot for Grogu. And sure as shit, that's where he is. It was awesome. And so him and you know Mando and Grogu are, are flying through space, and Grogu keeps like knocking on the little dome, and, and, and Mando's like, no, no. I'm not doing it no and finally he relents he's like fine but this is the last time and he hits the little button and they like hyperspeed out of there <laughs> and you hear go he's like Wee! he just wanted to go fast and i thought that was a really cute kind of end to their part of of the story and um i'm excited to see what happens in in mando season three and then we get the credits okay we get this new version of the theme music it's got lyrics but essentially just boba fett being said it's like boba Bo, boba fett, fett Bo, whatever I don't, I don't even know how it goes but it is. a lot of people complaining about it um i thought it was kind of cool but also kind of unnecessary like i think the music is great all on its own and didn't actually need to have the word boba fett said a billion times over just saying it was unnecessary um and then we get an end credit scene you know, something that you don't typically get in Star Wars, but we got one here. Uh and we see the back to tank. And there's a guy standing with his back to us. And the camera pan like slowly comes in. And we see that inside the back to tank is Cobb Vanth. So he's not dead. But he's probably pretty damn close. Because he's in the back to tank. And the man who is standing there with him. Is the guy from the mod parlor. And he's getting ready to operate. That's right. So uh, Cobb Vanth about to become a mod. And this makes me wonder. Is is Cobb Vanth going to be who takes over? Um, My other thought was. We had that whole Rangers show. Um, I don't remember what it was called. But it was supposed to have Cara Dune in it um and that's not gonna happen because of the idiocy of fucking the actress who was you know in that role um thankfully she's gone so i don't really care uh the character was cool but i never thought she was very good they could easily honestly they could recast and i would be totally fine with it i don't care um but it makes me wonder if maybe maybe they're looking to bring that actually do that rangers show and have come be the head of it i don't know it could be interesting um especially with him being modded you know uh, it could give him an extra because like cardoon was it was really strong and it was a it was a great you know soldier and everything you know if he's got some mods that gives him an extra edge you know what i mean so who knows you know i feel like it could go either way um but uh, no matter what, I'm excited for what is to come in the Mandoverse. We've got Ahsoka coming up later this year. And then as long as everything stays on track, I believe Mando Season 3 is coming out in December. Um, probably like the end of December. Uh, maybe beginning of January, depending on what happens. But I, I'm i excited to see where it all goes uh, from here. But uh, yeah, that was the season finale of... uh leave the season finale of hey mando uh because we're gonna be off until ahsoka comes out uh thank you so much for joining me uh please be sure to head on over to uh my twitter page uh which you can see right down at the bottom at movieblogmerc follow me there uh and i'm always i'm pretty much on there all the time <laughs> realistically i'm on there quite often uh, if you got questions, comments, whatever, you hit me up. I would love to talk uh, anything Star Wars movie, you know, other types of movies, TV shows, whatever, comics, uh, wrestling. I, I like a lot of stuff. So hit me up at Movie Blog Merc. Uh, for those of you listening, at Movie Blog Merc, on Twitter. Be sure to hit me up there. If you are watching this on YouTube, be sure to like and subscribe uh you know smash that subscribe button hit the like and click that little bell that way you get all the notifications uh for whenever we drop new episodes when Ahsoka comes out you'll get that uh and for our, all of our other shows um I'll probably be doing bringing uh oh what a Marvel back for Moon Knight um I don't know if I'll have other people on the show or not yet with me we'll see if anything I'll be covering it the same way that I uh, have been covering uh, most of the episodes of Hey Mando here so uh yeah if you're into the marvel cinematic universe be sure to follow uh this channel so that you can watch me review moon Knight. it's gonna be i think it's gonna be awesome i'm actually pretty excited for it uh and again check me out at movie blog Merc. uh yeah i think that's about it guys i am so so excited and thank you again for uh watching for following it's been it's been real guys and uh catch it when uh, ahsoka comes out because this is the way see you next time